Welcome to Sorry Not Sorry. It is March 15th, 2021. We have a big podcast for you today. Kenny's not going to be here today, so I'm going to do my best to hold down the fort solo in it. But uh, I think we have a great show ahead for you. We're going to cover Andrew Cuomo's new accusations, his resignation calls. We're going to call Biden's cover Biden's address to the nation and all the BS that went on with that. Uh, we're going to have recall updates on Newsom, updates on other Democrat governors, and we're going to cover one of the bigger stories, the border crisis that's happening. Um which apparently the Biden administration is denying that there is a crisis on the border um, when there is, and we'll tell you about it and why. Um, first, we all knew that after the first accusation of sexual harassment and assault that Governor Andrew Cuomo should have stepped down because all of these allegations have been credible. There's been pictures produced, and these ladies are actually credible. However, it's taken six accusations of impropriety for Democrats to actually care. Six accusers later, Chuck Schumer and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez have called for Cuomo to step down. It took six accusers. Think about it. Six whole people. They didn't care after the first. They didn't care after the second. They didn't care after the third. They didn't care after the fourth. They didn't care after the fifth. It took six. And meanwhile, many of them still don't care and still aren't calling for Cuomo to step down. Biden. He said, we should let the investigation play out. That's his exact words. We should let the investigation play out. What happened to believe all women? What happened to me too? Suddenly you believe in due process? You attempted to strip Brett Kavanaugh of due process. You didn't give Bill O'Reilly due process. You canceled him. You canceled so many conservatives over BS accusations that immediately get retracted when they get fired or get their lives destroyed. But suddenly, we should let the process play out. I thought our systems were inherently sexist. I thought they were inherently racist. I thought they were inherently, our systems were not trustable and they favored the elite. Well, if that's the case, then why would you trust the system to investigate an elite against a woman's word? Because it's all a political joke, folks. It's made to get them more votes when they say that our system's corrupt, when they say our system's racist and sexist. It's all meant to get more votes. They don't actually believe it when they say the system's corrupt. They have shown it with their actions that they don't believe it. It's funny, though. They can make wild accusations about a rigged system. When Trump says that the system's rigged, he's suddenly a terrible person. But when the left says it, they're praised by the media. They're praised by all of their puppeteers. This just exposes the double standard that exists for the left. It's due process for us, but not for you. The system's rigged against us, but not against you. Innocent until proven guilty, unless you're a Republican, then you're guilty until you're proven innocent. Meanwhile, the news didn't cover the sixth accusation of Cuomo on TV for weeks. The news didn't care. Even after them, some Democrats said, we care. Many news outlets wouldn't cover it on television for weeks. They buried it in articles on their websites or on their Twitter feeds. They would not cover it on the nightly news. Still, to this day, CNN still devotes minimal airtime to covering it and prohibits Chris Cuomo's whole hour from covering it. So now, outlets are starting to finally cover, but it's taken them weeks and months. They want to cover the first five accusations. It took them weeks to even cover the sixth. But think about it. One woman from 40 years ago accuses Brett Kavanaugh of impropriety, and suddenly he's guilty. That's the double standard, folks. People are seeing through it, and it's going to get Trump reelected. Like, it's insane to me. And most outlets still aren't reporting that Cuomo and Michigan's governor, Gretchen Whitmer, have killed old people. They're murderers. They put COVID-positive patients into nursing homes, killing tens of thousands, hundreds. I don't know the exact numbers. I know they put tens of thousands of COVID-positive patients into nursing homes, but I want to get the number right. I'm not going to give you... uh, 
I know it was well over hundreds and into the thousands of nursing home residents they killed, um, but I know they put tens of thousands of nursing home, of COVID positive patients into nursing homes. And the news isn't reporting that, even though it's well-known fact, because it's actually publicly released documents now, and Cuomo's people admitted to falsifying the numbers under Cuomo's orders, so that way people wouldn't know. But the news still isn't reporting it. Think about that, folks. Think about how disgusting that is. Think about how under Trump and under Republican governors, you can actually trust them. They're transparent. They tell you the good news and they tell you the bad news. They're like, yep, this isn't looking too good. But Trump, Trump would come out and give his COVID press conferences and be like, this isn't looking good, folks. <laughs> we need to do a lot better. He would tell you straight up, people are dying. Not good news, folks. Under Biden, we only see press conferences when things are going good. And it's the same thing for Democrats. They only... The governors and the Democratic Party only hold press conferences when things are going good. They only report data when it's good data. And when it's not good data, they falsify it, just like New York did. They falsified the nursing home data to make themselves look good and cover up a, a crime. And the media isn't reporting on it. That should be a front page news story on every single news outlet. That a governor ordered his underlings to falsify data because he didn't want people to know he was murdering old people. That's a, that's about as big of a front page story as I can think of. No? That's why no one trusts the press. It's laughable. Also, the press isn't covering that California has received 2 million signatures needed to recall Governor Gavin Newsom, which is way more than they need to pass the 20 to 25% disqualification rate that exists because of duplicate signatures and invalid signatures. So Newsom's going to face a recall election. California might, is going to probably have a new governor, whether he's Democrat or Republican. New York's most liberal governor, Andrew Cuomo, is being called to step down. He's probably going to get uh, primaried by another Democrat. The Democrat Party is self-imploding, but the media wants you to believe that all of America's crises and all of America's problems exist because of the Republican Party. Oh, you know, those Republicans are killing people down in Florida by opening up, in Texas by opening up. Never mind they have some of the lowest case rates and some of the lowest mortality rates in the nation. Never mind that there's actual proof that Democrat governors are killing old people in nursing homes. But we're not going to cover that. We're instead going to vilify the Republican governors and make all of Americans' problems their fault. That, that's absurd to me, folks. And I know it sounds absurd to say, like, when I say it, you don't believe it. I know. But when you look at the data, when you look at the Associated Press articles, I'm not basing this off of any BS I saw in Hannity. I'm not basing this off of any BS I saw in Tucker Carlson. They're both distinguished personality hosts, but I would not exactly get my news from them. I am basing this off of um, Associated Press articles, New York Times articles. Like, I'm basing this off of articles because our nightly news won't cover it on TV. You have to go digging for this stuff, folks. Nobody reads newspapers anymore. Nobody actually clicks on articles in the Associated Press and New York Times to read this stuff, which is why when I say it, it sounds so unbelievable. But when you actually read the articles, you realize it's fact, and you're wondering why the news won't report it, because we just explained it to you. They're covering for the Democrats, because they need their ratings, they need their money. I honestly, I, I don't actually know why they won't cover it. I, I'm trying to find a good explanation for it. But it doesn't really exist one. Because if they covered it, they would get more ratings. They would get more coverage. People would say, we trust you. And we'd they would watch you. There's no incentive for you not to cover it. Which is why it makes it so fishy that you won't. 
Maybe it's because you've carved out such a niche in your audience where your audience only watches you for one point of view. And when you contradict that point of view and you talk negatively on those people and report the negatives about those people, they don't want to watch you anymore. So they're afraid about losing the little audience they have left. That's all I can think of is that they're afraid of losing the audience that they have left to watch them because cable news is a dying breed anyway. Nobody watches it as much anymore. They're afraid of losing the little audience they have left so they won't cover it. It's the same with Fox, to be fair. They won't cover negative things about Republicans because they're too afraid to lose the Trumpers, right? That's the dynamic that exists in the press. I'm not saying Fox is totally trustworthy, folks. I'm saying that the media in general is not trustworthy. And they've proven it time and again. You could pull examples from both sides of the press. This just happens to be one example where it's the liberal press. So, moving on from that topic. Biden gave an address to the nation the other day on COVID. Um, the puppet-in-chief, Joe Hyden, as I call him, he gave an address to the nation the other night about COVID. As I just told you, I'm repeating myself there, but uh, this address can't help but make you laugh and cry at the same time because of the inherent absurdity of it all. First, it was only 23 minutes, not the hours that we're accustomed to uh, under Trump of transparency and uh, taking questions and all of that. It was just 23 minutes, no questions, obviously rehearsed over and over again to prevent gaffes. And of course, just like the last 50 days, he refused to take press questions because they weren't pre-screened by the White House press office. Therefore, nobody could guarantee that he wouldn't say something stupid. But there were two main points in this address that were patently absurd. The first one, which is more absurd and um, egregious, is that an old man who's likely mentally impaired, Joe Hyden, told the nation that if you are obedient to him and his government enough, if you are subservient to them, follow their will, follow their guidelines, and get your vaccine and obey them enough that they may allow you to see your family in a small gathering for the 4th of July. Of, of course, he stressed, no large gatherings, um, even though there's no data that small gatherings are less safe than large gatherings. Um, but wow, that that's one of the most un-American things a president has said in the history of the country. If this was happening in any other era of American history, there would be a civil war. I'm not calling for one, by the way. I'm just stating facts. I don't believe in violence. I don't believe anybody who's listening to this should think that's a call to violence because it's not. I'm just stating a fact here. But since we have a large amount of the population that is brainwashed by government and big tech, we have a generation of pussies with brains of mush. Think about it, folks. The federal government saying that if you get your vaccine, give up your freedoms, follow our guidelines, we might grant you minimal freedom on Independence Day, the day we celebrate our freedom from government tyranny. That's absurd, and it's worth protesting peacefully. Additionally, we know that these guidelines that they want us to follow are patently absurd and stupid in the first place, because the so-called expert, Dr. Fauci, if he should even be called a doctor anymore with how much he's flip-flopping and how wrong he's always proven himself to be, he has flip-flopped on handfuls of decisions. Here's just a few decisions and guidelines that he's flip-flopped on time and time again. First, it was masks are useless. Then it was masks to save lives. But while I put this recommendation out that we should mask to save lives, I'm going to be seen at baseball games without my mask on. Then it was, oh, everyone mask. If you don't wear your mask, you're going to get fined by the government. You're going to get fined by the law. You have to do it. Now it's, oh, masks don't really work. Your cloth mask doesn't work. Uh, we need to double and triple those cloth masks for them to work. Um, so he flip-flopped on the masks. We know that masks aren't particularly effective. Uh, remember, though, how it was unsafe to send your kids to school and you were a murderer if you did? 
Well, for months, experts in Foucher are now saying that it's safe magically. We can go to school. We were able to all along, actually. It's just the science has magically come through and said, we can do it. We knew this, of course. All of us listening knew this was true from day one, that it was safe to go to school because transmission, fatality, and cases in children were damn near zero. But it took them a year to say, we can go back now, when they told us originally it would be only two weeks. Oh yeah, they were saying this before the vaccine as well, that it was safe to go back to school. So you can't say, well, we have the vaccine now, so of course they're going to say it's safe to go back to school. No, before the vaccine came out, Fauci said, oh, science now shows we can go back to school. Yeah. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, illegals, illegals on the border are receiving better education and in-person instruction than American children are. Biden's administration has openly bragged about giving illegal immigrant children education on the border and uh, a really good quality education. When meanwhile, our kids in our schools don't receive that education. They're they're committing suicide, folks. They're losing hours of education. We're going to have a whole generation of dumber kids because they're not receiving in-person in instruction. They're just cheating through all of their online school. It's sad, but it's true. You can't tell me with all the technology available to students that they're not just going to choose to cheat on their online school versus doing it the hard way. When in-person, you can actually engage with the student, make sure they're not cheating, also help them when they don't know something. And also, another instance where Fauci's flip-flopped. Remember how... He said, and they said that the vaccine would not be required to return to normal. They said that social distancing and mask wearing would be enough to drive cases down to a low enough rate that we could achieve herd immunity at a healthy rate. Well, now Fauci is saying we can't return to normal until nearly everyone's vaccinated and that even if everyone gets vaccinated, he said we might not see normal until 2022 or later. Remember lockdown for two weeks to save lives? <laughs> Yeah, that's turned into over a year in many areas, and it's still going on. And the latest one, you know how they said um, six feet of social distancing was to save lives? Well, Fauci said on Sunday that the science now suggests that three feet of social distancing is enough. And, um, of course, let's be real, social distancing was never based in science. All the studies show this. It is just used as a tactic to make people feel safe when they go out so that they spend money in the economy. It's the same thing with mask wearing. It's just meant to make you feel safe. So when you go out in public, you spend money in the economy so the economy doesn't crumble. Their guidelines may as well not exist because it doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh, and they want us to follow and trust them blindly? Screw off. They've bent the science at every turn to fit their demands and make them look good to win elections. And that's all it's about is their political careers and propping up the elite. They don't know the science. They've proven as much because the science is contrary to what they are saying all along. And if there's one thing DC elites hate, it's when they are exposed as wrong to the public. This is why states like Texas, Missouri, and Florida said enough. You can't give us clear answers rooted in science. You change the science and contradict yourself weekly. We have nearly achieved herd immunity, and those that haven't can get vaccinated soon. Time to go back to normal. Because the truth is, we should have never ended normal in the first place. Now, this, the second line that Biden told in his address is the less absurd, and it's more normal for a politician. Uh, politicians lie all the time, so it's just normal for politicians to lie. But it's not normal for politicians to take liberties, as we just explained in the last point. But this lies more normal, which is taking credit for something he didn't do. Yep, Biden's administration is taking credit for the vaccine Trump came up with, the distribution plan Trump came up with. Well, Mike Pence came up with. Trump did not have much to do with the vaccine. Um, it was Mike Pence mostly. 
and all the other COVID stuff that was already the normal under the Trump administration. Because let's be real, Biden's administration's answer to everything, their answer to everything is, oh, everything's great now because we have women and trans people running the nation's departments. We have a trans person running the Department of Health and Human Services. So everything is great. The nation's problems magically have gone away. Trust us, folks. That's their answer. They haven't changed much policy as it relates to COVID. They're transform transforming the nation fundamentally in other ways for the bad. But for COVID, they haven't done much. They have merely switched the staff, flip-flopped the guidelines, and been less transparent with the public. Because people have this illusion that everything's better under the Biden administration as it relates to COVID because they're less transparent. They're less transparent. They only share news with the public. They only share something with you if it's good news. You don't need to know the bad news. That's why people think they're better when they aren't. They're just better liars. Remember? Under the Trump administration, I said it earlier. But I'm going to say it again. We would have press conferences where Trump would come out and Pence would come out. And the doctors would say, it's not looking good, folks. These cases are way too high. Uh, we need to do better. They, they, would pat, they would flat out say it. This is bad news, folks. And we're months off of vaccine. That's bad news, folks. But under Biden, we have more sporadic press conferences, meaning that they're farther apart from each other. Biden doesn't actually take questions. He doesn't do much. And they only share news with you if it's good news. Because they want to give you the illusion that things are going better. People are still dying. They're still getting COVID. But they want you to have the illusion that things are getting better so they can open the economy and be, they can be the ones who look like they're liberating them. America when Trump called for everyone to open up all along. Th that That's where we're at with COVID, folks. Um, last topic of the podcast, which is one of the most important ones that's happening because it's one of the most hypocritical things that is happening, which is the border crisis. Daily Mail and several articles are reporting that migrant facilities are well over 100% capacity. Some of them are at seven or 800% capacity. The New York Times is describing the conditions of these facilities as jails. Lawyers are not being allowed in to observe what's going on. There's no food or water at some of these places. The kids are not receiving healthy food. They're not receiving enough food. Some of them are sleeping on in cages on cement floors. Some people are reporting, like the Daily Mail, that it, these kids only get a shower once every seven or ten days. They're basically cages. This this makes Trump Trump's policy look like Disneyland. It makes Trump, Trump's quote-unquote cages on the border where the kids were just in these large areas with a lot of blankets, a lot of food, a lot of water. It makes Trump, Trump's policy look like Disneyland. When, let's be real, Trump's policy wasn't that well that good either. But since Biden's opened the borders and said we're accepting all these kids now, these facilities are being forced to go well over capacity and be inhumane. And by the way, when I say capacity, I mean legal limit. The law says they can't take over a certain number of kids per facility because it's not humane and it's unlawful. And some of these facilities are ignoring it and they're going seven or eight hundred percent capacity. <coughs> Meanwhile, under Trump, we had the border policy that was strong to prevent human trafficking and coyotes from taking kids across the border. And these facilities weren't overly crowded. I grant you that the conditions in the facilities were still cages, but it wasn't as bad because they had adequate food, adequate water, showers, everything they needed. But when you put, that's when you, it's like saying, um, if 50 people lived in your house instead of the normal amount, it'd be pretty crowded, right? And people, the conditions would start getting bad. That's what's happening pretty much.
um, and no one's reporting it. They're not reporting it at all. Nightly news isn't covering TV cable news isn't covering it. Um, I've had to dig in the Associated Press and the New York Times to find these articles. And uh, the Daily Mail, as I explained, I saw an article about it on Twitter, but I read it. Um, and I corroborated it with the Associated Press and other sources. But um, it's absurd to me that you would cover Trump's and Trump's uh, order as if it was Auschwitz. You were making comparisons to Nazi concentration camps. The Mandalorian actor made comparison to Nazi concentration camp. Didn't get fired, but Gina Carano makes a valid con comparison to the Holocaust. She gets fired. But you aren't covering this. See, if you covered this the same way you covered Trump's, you would say that this is way worse than Trump's policy and that Biden is a Nazi and that he's a terrible person and he should step down and resign. You would have photo ops where you would go in there and tell them to be sad about it. And you would have Republican lawmakers on the fence like like they did, like the Democrats did. But they're not because they don't care. They only care about, I don't, it's just, I, I don't get for the life of me why the press won't cover it the same way. I really don't, folks. I'm actually genuinely confused about it. Because to me, this seems like a no-brainer. This is inhumane, it's immoral, and it should be covered. Because the truth is, it's at 800% capacity because these kids have been trafficked illegally across the border by coyotes. They've been trafficked by sex traffickers. They're coming here because they hear, oh, Biden's opening the borders, so many of them are just coming anyway. If they're not being trafficked. That's the problem we have. And you don't think illegal immigration is going to drive COVID cases up when illegal immigrants are more likely to get COVID? <coughs> it's so sad. It's so sad, folks. Uh, I, I honestly just, I, I really, truly, truly, truly don't get it. Like, these cages on the border are way worse than anything Trump ever did. I, I, I know I repeated myself, but it's true. Oh, yeah. Also, something weird is that... um. Something funny, but it's also scary. So Ben Shapiro, right, kind of a satire person, says some facts, says some dumb things. Uh, he tweeted out January 8th, right? What if Prince Harry is a mole and his plan is for Meghan to be elected president only for him to reassume his role as King of England and reverse the results of the Revolutionary War? A few weeks later, article, Meghan Markle is eyeing the presidential campaign. <laughs> Um, it's one of those cases where I want to say, oh, that person's going to lose, but since they're popular and they're populists, um, they'll probably win just like Trump. Um, not, obviously Meghan Markle is a liberal, right? But, um, I don't think we should let any British people or anybody associated with the government of a foreign, with the leader of a foreign government. Anybody married to the leader of a foreign government, anyone associated with the family of a foreign government leadership, be our president. But here we are. Um, I'm just going to rapid fire some things I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. Biden has spent three of his eight weeks since his inauguration at his home in Delaware. Um, remember when Trump going to Camp David once a month was a huge scandal? Uh, yeah. Well, Biden's spending um almost half of his weekends in Delaware. Oh, yeah, by the way, a federal building in Portland was lit on fire. Um, but you're not hearing about any insurrection because, uh, of course, the criminals weren't wearing MAGA hats. Um, but, you know, Antifa and Democrats are lighting federal courthouses on fire. They're vandalizing federal buildings. They're saying we don't want Biden. And they're awful. 
They're 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 awful openly. They're planting bombs at DNC headquarters. They're, they're terrible people. Yet the media isn't covering it and saying they're insurrectionists and terrible people who need to be federally prosecuted. And to our knowledge, not many of them are being arrested. Um so so that's funny. Um and sad and terrifying at the same time. Um Oh yeah, here's Biden. I have I just finally found the clip of him saying that um if if you obey him enough, he, he'll let you he'll let you have minimal freedom on Freedom Day on July 4th. Take a listen to this joke. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity. And to help your family, your friends, your neighbors get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does. Of course. Small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special. Okay, so there's President Houseplant telling you, if you obey us enough, um, we'll let you have a little bit of freedom on Freedom Day. Um, but not all of it, because, of course, that would be absurd. Um, meanwhile, I will say this, by the way, since if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're getting the wrong idea that I'm anti-vax, they're dumb. I'm not anti-vax. I think you should go get your vaccine. I think it's completely safe. And the science suggests that it greatly reduces your chance of getting COVID. It greatly reduces your chance of dying from COVID. There's no evidence whatsoever to say that the science, that the vaccine is the mark of the devil or whatever some dumbasses claim it is. That's so stupid. There's no evidence to support that the vaccine uh, has negative effects beyond a headache and arm soreness, okay? Or in a little bit of a fever for a day. There's no evidence for that. You should go get your vaccine because ultimately you should be safe. And, um... I don't think it's, I don't think it costs anything to get it. I think the government's providing it. Um, you should get your vaccine and I'm all for it. Um, I'm just not for stupid guidelines that are not rooted in science, like masks and social distancing, which do not do shit. Um, and the science has proven such. Um, so don't get me confused there. I don't want anyone listening to this thinking I'm some stupid QAnon person who thinks that the vaccine is the mark of the doubt. No, QAnon is a bunch of dumbasses. Okay. And so is the anti-vaxxers. They're a bunch of dumbasses. So I don't want anyone to get their own idea here. I am merely basing my opinion. And in fact, my opinion is that the vaccine is completely good, it's completely safe, and it's actually effective. Meanwhile, masks and social distancing are not because they flip-flop their opinion on it every two days. And the science and the, the studies show that it very minimally helps, if at all. Um... And also, I don't think the government should have the right to mandate such things on you. If the government mandated the vaccine, then I would have a problem. But since they're not mandating it, they're just encouraging it. I, I, I think that's completely fine. I think that's what it should have been with masks. I think if masks, if you want people to mask and socially distance, you should have encouraged it, but not mandated it. Like mandating someone do something with their body is so dumb because it takes away the choice, right? If you're my body, my choice person, you're taking away someone's choice. Um, so, uh, um, yeah. Uh, I'm just not for government mandating things on us at all, whether that's a Republican president or a, or not. Like when, if a Republican 
governor or president issued such health mandates, I would say the same thing. Um, but you know, since since we have Biden, we're not gonna we're not gonna have any transparency about this. Um, they're just gonna say, oh, you know, this is you, the science says they used to they hide behind the science. They say the science says we should do this, but we're not going to give you the data. We're just gonna say the science says it. That's what they're going to use to, they're going to use the same exact saying and the same exact phraseology to suggest locking down every two years because of the flu and because of the climate, even though no evidence suggests that any of the lockdowns did anything. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, finally, since we're, we're talking about the border, since um, I've got you, I should correct my story a little bit. Jen Psaki finally has acknowledged the, quote, big problem at the border, but she blamed the Trump administration for it, of course, even though the Trump administration secured the border and made it secure, and they're the ones who opened it up and created this whole this whole mess. Trump closed the cages that Biden built on the border, um, was reuniting families that Biden separated on the border, um, and was making our border secure magically when they come in and they reverse all of that and create the problem. Suddenly, it's Trump's fault. Everything is still Trump's fault, even though he's not in office. Everything's still his fault. Try to impeach him. Try to remove him from federal buildings. Try to prevent him from having library. Every single bad thing that happens from here on out is Trump's fault. Every good thing is ours. That's basically what the theme is going to be, folks. It's so BS. Um, I'm just going to end it there because I'm going to end up repeating myself over and over again. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Seuss is being canceled. Pepe Le Pew is being canceled. Don't have much to say about that except it's stupid. And that people who are canceling cartoon characters and engaging in digital book burnings are stupid people. Um, other than that, I don't have much to say. We'll be back next week. Kenny will be back next week. He's just overloaded with classes uh, and other things in life. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to subscribe and follow on whatever platform you're listening to. It's completely free. It helps us a lot. Um, follow us on our socials at sorry not sorry hashtag sorry not sorry on Facebook. We will see you next week, folks. There ain't no doubt I love this land.